Hello and welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today we are joined by two main men, two main men of the, the Talking Walls podcast game. Dave, how you doing, mate? Oh, good. Thank you, mate. I had my head frazzled by many Arsenal fans on previews today. Great fan base, passionate fan base, but strange, strange opinions on football. But other than that, I'm all good, thank you. I always see, like... Clips on TikTok of like Chelsea fans and Arsenal fans and Spurs fans like going at each other. And one of them was, I think it was an Arsenal fan basically saying that Neves is mid and he's no better than Jacques. Yeah. I was just like, oh my. I had, I had one, well, the, the all sound guys. Uh, the one guy I've done previews with before he was sound, another channel that I didn't, uh, didn't stuff with uh, today hates Arteta and all this stuff and kept comparing us to Wolves. And I said, well, because what would happen if, uh, Wolves did this, this, and this. I said, well, if Bruno Large finished lower than 14th, I think a lot of fans would probably want him sacked. He goes, exactly. So when Arteta's finishing seventh, why aren't we sacking him? I was like, mate, you live in a different world to me, so I can't comment. What, what do you think about that? I was like, mate, I, I can't comment. So. Did you Did you not say he's got to go, blood? <laughs> he has to go, blood. <laughs> he has to go. <laughs> and plus Arsenal, I've never known as many fan channels as Arsenal as well. You get about 100 requests to a match for premium. Oh, so. it, it's a joke, Kenny. But like, you'll have like... Fan channels are lot like subsidiaries of other fan channels, and they've still got like forty thousand followers. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. mental. We'll come on to that when we when we preview the game. Um, but I've not forgotten you, Finn. We got Finn in there. <laughs> so yeah. Dave's on the run. He don't care about you, but I do. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, thank you, mate. I've only just got over the deadline day stream to be honest. So Dave's putting a putting a bit of a shift. So we'll, we can let him talk about it. But now, oh, good, thank you. I know his story's been jam-packed today doing, doing previews, doing his, doing his media duties, but it's, it's, it's always the case with Arsenal. Now. Like you said, there's so there's like so many fan channels, but they're all they're all like fairly big. Obviously, AFTV is like the, the final boss man of the fan channel, but there's like, there's like people who have, who have appeared on that who have now got their own channels that are now like absolutely massive. It's yeah, Marvel, isn't it? And they all come together. It's brilliant. <laughs> Like Robbie nah. Lyle in a big like Thanos costume. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a cigar in his case, isn't it? The Don Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, our Christ and Savior, Don Robbie. Right, chaps, <laughs> let's get into it. We've got a jam-packed podcast. We'll be looking at the looking back at the Norwich fixture, the magic of the cup. We'll be previewing the Spurs game and the Arsenal game. It's a North London double header. Uh, we'll talk about transfer window because we did our deadline day live, but it was flat as a pancake, as usual. Uh, we'll go through the questions and, of course, we've got a little quiz based on what happened in the Norwich game. So, no cheating, lads. Get off FB, ref. Don't look at it. Want it to be as fair. Stop clicking, Finn. As fair. <laughs> fair as podcast. <laughs> sit on your hands. Um, but that's, that's all to come. But firstly, Dave, FA Cup, fourth round. The cup run is over. The dream is dead. Focus on the league. Yeah, I'm. Oh man, I'm really disappointed. I think uh, after we got the semi final a couple of years ago, every every year I think oh, I'd love I'd love to go on another cup run. And I think this year was doable. Uh, obviously, seeing United go out at the time just before the game, Chelsea were losing, uh, West Ham were losing to Kidderminster. Well, you know, we knock out Norwich here. There could be a couple of. Uh, couple of big teams or decent Premier League sides that are out. Um, and, and obviously, results in the end changed. Um, and there are still some huge teams in the competition. But I would have liked us to go on a, a little cup run. Um, I think Bruno seems to be taking the Cups fairly seriously. 
playing a strong team. It's not like he could have rotated much anyway. Um, and with the players available, was that team the best to start against uh, Norwich? Possibly. Um, I would have possibly preferred to see Chiquinho start ahead of possibly Dendonka because the way, yes, I think Bruno wanted to pack out that midfield, but the way Dendonka was playing, he was quite high and quite far on the right anyway, almost playing as a auxiliary right winger. So, yeah, a little bit disappointed about that. But um, I think the lack of width on the right-hand side as well, restricted Pedence and restricted Fabio Silva. I think I said it on my review. You know, when we saw Radama play there with them against Sheffield United, you had two wide players keeping the defenders busy and Fabio was allowed to roam forward with the ball, have plenty of time with the ball. And that wasn't the case. It just very, let's say, first-half Brentford-esque performance throughout the whole 90. He just could not get the ball up to the front men and nothing was sticking. Really disappointing. Mm. Finn, what were your thoughts? Were you at the game? Yeah, yeah. And I, I picked out that exact same game as well, Dave, Brentford, because I brought a mate along. My sister was working and it, he's only been to two games this year and it was Brentford at home and this one. Um, <laughs> so he still hasn't seen a goal. Um, and yeah, not not great performances at all. But again, yeah, just flat, as you say, didn't have much of a an alternative team to pick from. Um, we we're walking up, we actually shout out Grill It. We had a Grill It uh, on the way. Jeez. And then my dad read out the team, said that Trincao was playing, no problems, trusted him on it. Um, and then we sat down. I thought, right, he's going to score it. Even like walking on the way up, I said, I think Trincao, a couple of goals today. I think you mentioned as well, Matt, that he might score in a dream. Um, so I was talking about that on the way up. People around us were thinking, what are these lot on about? So sat down in the seat, Trincao wasn't there. And then from then on, as you say, Dendonka is a right winger. Um, did not work, but his hands were tied. You can see in the post-match that he's rather frustrated, uh, just like all we are. And yeah, about his hands told us. I think Dendonka's fucking feet were tied as well, weren't they? <laughs> Bless him. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's, if you put anyone that far out of position, I know it's kind of like, it was a bit lopsided. It just didn't work, did it? And you could tell probably that COVID, um, Trincao COVID test is, well, it's got to be less than like 24 hours before the game for it to, right, we've got no option but to play Dendonka right wing, sh surely. So you do feel for him. I don't think it was as clear and obvious as playing in, playing in right wing. Like, I understand what what he was trying to do somewhat. What, Dave, what did you describe it as more of as a Mazala? Mazala, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do, wait, I, I had all the FN. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a bizarre role. I use the word roaming playmaker on my pre on my reaction video as well. <laughs> but hell, uh, basically, Mazala, for those that don't know, is like a, a midfielder, tend to use it in a midfield three. And he would like, <clears throat> excuse me, he would like sort of push into the wide areas uh, when you don't have a winger. Uh, so that's sort of how he, how he was playing. But his runs were good, man. He had intelligent yeah. runs. But, like, it was just a shame that it was Leander Dendonka on the end of them, to be honest. Oh. Like, there was once or twice where Neves or Martino picked out the ball oh, over the top on, yeah. to him, and it was just the, almost the wrong player. But I think if you had a midfielder, maybe a little quicker or a little bit more uh, ruthless Funny that we on can the all ball, see maybe. that, isn't it, Dave? And not the, Say again. Not the board. It's funny that we can all yeah. see that. And yeah, not, nah, exactly. Not um, but, yeah, ball over the top, yeah. unlucky. So, mm. frustrating. The first half was really frustrating, but... I think Norwich came with a game plan from minute one, didn't they? You saw that taking a little long with the throw-ins. Socks had to get pulled up every goal kick, moving the ball across the box. Um, so, yeah, and it just took David Coote about 80 minutes to realise what they were doing, unfortunately. It's only what we do, though, isn't it? Like, you, can't really, you can't really complain. I understand why what he was trying to do with Dendonka, though, but 
it was it was occupying he was occupying that right wing spot, and I think he said it in the post match like it's not his fault. Basically, it's not his fault. He doesn't know how to play the role because <laughs> um, I think what he was trying to say is if you can get because they play a four, don't know instead of a five, back four. If you yeah. can get in between the centre half and the and the fullback, that's your position. Whereas he was like, occupying the fullback, and I think that's what he was trying to say. And in the second half, he did it a bit better, but it's. I, like, I do feel a bit sorry for him because he's being played out of position. But I like to liken it as he, he as he plays a game and it looks like he plays a game in his slippers. Like, yeah, it, it like it, it just seems like so unnatural at the minute. And he has been a good he has been a good player in midfield for especially the first season. I remember the Everton game away, at Goodison the three one. Like he was outstanding, uh, and yeah. we thought bloody hell, like we've got we've got a real player here, but. It just seems to get him worse and worse. But no, I, he's escaped. I, I, spot, is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. I, no, look, I, I think, you know, like I said, his runs are so intelligent. And yeah. we saw that even last season. He was making runs into the area and there were good runs. And it was just that almost just a little bit of end product at the end of it. Like, I'm not saying he's going to get 15 goals like some people have said on this podcast. But like <laughs> his runs, his runs are intelligent and they're good. Um but it's just, yeah, it's just one of those. I think he's been maybe misused is too strong of a phrase, but obviously being shoehorned into something that is sort of out of everybody's control apart from mm. the boards. So, you can, yeah, I, I think the, the, the problem is as well, like it's almost his versatility is almost his downfall because yeah. he just gets mm. fucking shoehorned everywhere, <laughs> like yeah. centre half, jack center of all mid, trades, Madala, number yeah. 10, striker, centre forward. I mean, he's Mid-off. played centre forward. Didn't he play centre forward against like Burley or something? Was that Otisawi? Like, Otisawi. Otisawi, like, like, strange like, game. Or he, yeah. he does go like further upfield, probably uh, in, in games that we're losing. Like, it, it, it is a shame, but I just. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just don't think he's up to the scratch. You can see he's playing with like a bag of coal on his back. Like you can tell that he's feeling the pressure a bit because everything is just, he's so stiff and, and rigid. You can just say that he's he's void, he's void of every, <laughs> girl, he's void of any confidence. No one said anything. <laughs> I'm just like chuckling to himself. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, it's, it's also like if we played Kilman left wing back and then went, God, why isn't he getting up and down quick enough? It's like, it's not really his fault, but yeah, you, you could argue we've never played him in position because at Anderlecht, when he was doing so well, he was the sitter. He was like the Neves and would occasionally score a banger from like 40 yards. But mm-hmm. but you know, you, he might, the, I, I agree with Dave, the runs are intelligent, but if he does end up bringing one of them down on his toe, you don't feel confident that he's going to slot it home, do you? <laughs> if he's like one I think on the one, one he came close to doing, did he? <sighs> Exactly. I'm sure he brought it down. There was a couple that were overhit, right runs, but the pass was over here. And there's one that he brought it down. I can't remember if the keeper saved it or he was intercepted at the last minute. I'm not I'm not sure. But just overall, we didn't put that he was the only one in the first half, especially putting any pressure on the centre halves. Grant Handley got mm. a fairly early book in, and I was rubbing my hands together, thinking, right, we target a few attacks at him and he's in trouble. And and we just didn't in the end. And that was that was what was frustrating. I thought Samedo looked quite lively. Help Dendonka was helping him on that right hand side as well, but mm. just too many loose passes. Uh, not not well, too much loose passes and not enough risky sort of final balls for me. Well, like we played way it. too safe overall. Well, I had a dream that um and I put this I in the group chat that that Mike <laughs> Nuri, Samedo, Matinho, and Trincao all got on the score sheet in a four one win. So naturally I put five pounds on it. <laughs> <the line> <laughs> but never mind. 
We'll we'll get Trincao out and we'll put out Nuri Serrano and Matinho in, and the odds will like, as already I'd already spent my winnings because like, it's going to happen. And then the way that Semedo started by like getting in behind and like beating his man, I'm thinking, mm. oh God, I'm going to have such a good night tonight. And <laughs> that felt flat on his ass. But Semedo did pl- play really well, Brilliant. didn't he? He did. It really reminded me and go with me. It was a game I can't remember who it was, but we played Jack Price right mid and De- Iorfa basically had to run the whole line from right back and it reminded because Dendonka wasn't quite in the right mm. place I was having flashbacks I think it was Fulham at home or something and he was just <laughs> running that Christ entire me. side on his own I think he had he would have had Rashika and Brandon Williams and he was yeah the, the ball especially there's a lot to his chest and yeah just fantastic yeah he was man of the match for me if you can have a man of the match in such a poor performance but he was the the shining light and whether it because we allowed him more space because there wasn't really anyone there i don't know but yeah very impressive with no end result but yeah let's talk, we can. let's talk about the goal though just before half time people on wm which is probably no kind of barometer for whether it's <laughs> true or not uh, <laughs> are blaming john ruddy for it what, what are your thoughts on it admittedly I, i've seen it once i know i can't be asked saying it again because it was one of them games but i saw it in real time yeah, again, I don't think I've watched it back either. Um, one of them where I think it was a soft foul. Um, a lot of people saying it wasn't a foul at all, but, you know, the attackers are getting those nine times out of ten. I think, oh, was it Kilman who gave it away? I think it was once or twice in the game where he, he got caught out a little bit. Um, so that was frustrating. And I just knew as soon as the referee gave it, looked at the time, thought, they've done jack all this half. They're scoring here. And the ball comes in, floats over. I think really... Probably should have done a little bit, a little bit better. He almost just watched the ball go over his head and in, almost a bit Watford at Wembley esque Delafeu mm. goal. Um, but I, I don't know. I can't comment on it too much. Um, we've got a former pro goalkeeper on the on the panel anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, joking. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say like this is this is we've not conceded a goal from a set piece all season. Oh yeah. yeah in the last actually. three games, you've had we've had the header that loops over Ruddy. We've got. The Ivan Tony volley, and you've got the free oh, kick yeah. that Jose Sarr should have caught in his mouth. So <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the Tony one. That was off a set piece. Yeah, yeah. Well. Mm. A bit. Right, sack Tony Roberts. Get him out. Oh, he's very good. Yeah, get him out. <laughs> he's lost his touch. Stay, stay off Twitter, big lad. No. Um, it, yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a soft one. I was having a chat, and I'm not going to say who it is because he does. He does appear on another podcast. It's a 77 club, but I'll let you figure out who it is if you do. I, I think it. we can all guess, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, was speaking, I was speaking to him in the concourse at half-time and he was basically saying, because it's come down the right-hand side, that it's Samado's at, at fault. <laughs> no, no. Now, I'm not, I, don't, I don't believe in agendas, but I feel like this one might be a little bit of an agenda because I don't know how you can blame Samado for that. No, you can't. You, of course, you can't. It, it's very. I don't know who, who was marking. Like I said, I've not seen the goal back. I might put it on now, but I'm sure it was Kilman that gave away the foul. And I, I feel that yes, the player went down easily, but as soon as you're in that corner, you know, and and you're in a bit of trouble. And like I said, the refs give them nine times out of ten. But mm. frustrating, isn't it? Right on half time. I think we were going at half time nil nil. Different, completely different game. Uh, they've still got to come out and attack us a little bit, um, you know. So that that's what was frustrating, really, that we conceded that goal and just gave all the momentum to Norwich. You literally have to rip up your half-time notes and you know say something else. That's that's how frustrating it is for Large. Mm. And and people saying that Rudy was at fault. Now 
we've we've been critical of Ruddy on this podcast numerous times. It's almost like he comes to the FA Cup and he wants to chuck one in. Um, but he made two outstanding saves as well as as well as that. The one in the, the first half, the one on one, and and the the one down to his left hand side. So if you do think Ruddy's at fault, it probably stopped it from being two or three. So it was it was a, it was, a, it, was a, it was a difficult one though, wasn't it? But. Yeah, I was the same as you, Dave. I think I put it in our group chat, like so after the United game, uh, the Middlesbrough United saying like, and Plymouth had just scored against Chelsea, like there's a real good chance here where you can do something. And naturally, I know that the Chelsea score and and, and the uh, the kid that meant to score changed, but yeah, it's just a shame, isn't it, Finn? That we, we're not going to have a cup run, and we're so focused in the league, but I just, it, it shouldn't have to be either, either or. Yeah. I remember seeing in the semi-final actually when we had like what like five games left of the season, we got knocked out in the semi. And we went, oh well, focus on the league now. I was like, oh, what's on it? Like that league, that excuse you can only put in in these sorts of rounds, can't you? Um, and we don't have many players, so maybe it will be a good thing. But yeah, it's all about silverware, and it is a shame. And we would have got Liverpool um, in the end anyway. Norwich have drawn Liverpool, but if anyone could do Liverpool or Man City to knock them two out, that are kind of the two favourites, I think it's. It's always everyone says, don't they, about that final? We'd have made it such a, a better final. Yeah, I mean, if you look at been less goals, but you look at previous heads to heads in the FA Cup against Liverpool, we'd have to give it his favourite, surely, wouldn't we? Yeah, get Andy Vyman <laughs> in on loan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's speak oh, yeah. banging him in for Bristol City. Still, he's absolutely. Mm. He had a bit of an Indian summer, um, mm. but if if you could pick your man a match from the game, Dave, I know I know Finn said Tomato. Who who would yours be? Uh, I'm trying to think of a Saki response and I can't even think of one. So, yeah, I'll probably have to be Samada as well. Um, so, yeah, probably Nelson Samada. Definitely not the the concourse in the North Bank. They were dead slow. I even went to the one down the bottom end <laughs> where it was a bit quicker. Um, but, yeah, Samada. Stick to the staff bank, mate. Yeah, mate coming over, coming down we were all North Bank North boys, weren't we, for that one? That's what none yeah. of us have got a good view yeah. on the foul, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, my second. I went with my mom. It's the second game she's been to this season, and, it's a, and she's lost. So, Julie, if you're listening, you ain't coming again. Um, Neither's Will. What, what, what did you think of Large's comments after the game? I thought I personally thought they they they, they were very telling, along the lines of the fan the fans say top six in Europe. While we're just trying to do as best as we can, or something like that, with the players we've got. I can get the quotes up. Oh, I think I think it's pretty much a message to the board saying. Look how well we're doing. Yeah. Look how well we're doing. Look at my squad, and look what the fans are expecting. All three of them. You know, I need some sort of support or some sort of backup. You made it pretty clear. October, November, December, start of the season when he said he wanted two players for each position. He, he hasn't got that. Has he? Um, and I think we all know that Foson probably gave him a slap on the wrist after some of the comments before Christmas because he soon quieted down. I think it was after United, was it? Uh, we won and all was, you know, happy days again. So I think he's definitely disappointed at the the investment. And I think us as fans as well, you know, um, I've sort of learned over the last week or so that we've just got to get on with it. But at the same time, when we lost to Dharma Traore, you would half expect us to bring somebody in of that sort of quality as a winger. And yes, you know, you could say, yeah, but we've got Neto, we've got Huang, we've got this and that back. Mate, Bruno doesn't even class Chiquinho as a senior winger. He keeps saying, I've got one senior winger. Where does that leave Ch Chiquinho? You know, you know, for what it's worth, <laughs> what it's worth, I thought he came on and did well, but flipping heck. Like, you know it's, it's clearly a message. I think on the last podcast, I was like, 
theoretically, hypothetically, if we, if you got rid of Adama and you took Gredge on loan, would you be happy? And you'd be like, mm, maybe. Oh, it was <laughs> Who did we think we are? Yeah, that is all said. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, but we should we should have though. We should have. We no, I know. Like, hindsight's a wonderful thing now, isn't it? Like, I bet. Imagine if Jess listens to that thinking, what a fair and nubbins. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've got the comments here. It said, second half, we came with different dynamic, created chances and deserved to score. Congratulations to Norwich. We did everything in our hands with the players in our squad. Um, but after Trincao with COVID and only one senior winger in the squad, our plan was Leander to do the same. The fans look for Europe in the top six. I look at my squad and the players available and try and find the S word for every game. <laughs> um, I refuse to say the word. I've still got PTSD. Be a flashback, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think I think I think it's really telling, but it's almost like it's too little, too late. He, he said it at the start of the window. He's had a slap on the wrist, and and now he's back again, knowing that they can do absolutely nothing about it. But. Finn, do you reckon he's going to be reprimanded again? Do you reckon he's going to be a um, verbal warning upgrade to written warning this time? <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I bet you if he'd have if they'd have given him an extra ten minutes just to cool down before that press conference, I reckon he wouldn't have said it. it some of the comments are a bit like, I bet he's thinking, "Oh, I wish I didn't say that," especially after they're giving him a slap on the wrist. Um, but you can see it both ways because I think we even said, didn't we? I don't know whether we we're going to bring it up. Like Dendonka, I don't think you can fully blame that. Like. You've got Kundal that he raves about. It's, it's like, oh, we don't need cover in midfield. Because the main thing, I completely forgot. I, wingers never even came up in my head for the for the transfer window until maybe last minute when Adama went. I know all of our wingers are injured, but it was midfield for me. And if they do rate Kundal, surely he's a little bit quicker to get onto those balls that we were talking about, just missed Endonka, et cetera. So there were options. Chem Campbell, I know, was like, as desperate as we're getting to like 18-year-olds and they shouldn't have to do that. But you can go back at him with stuff like that. But I... Yeah, he's saying as much as he can in the situation, having probably been slapped on the wrist twice now, but he's well within his right. I think the fans are all behind him, aren't they? You didn't see many people blaming Bruno after the game on Twitter. It was, you see what you've done, folks? And so he's in a good position. He can walk that line now, I think, every time we lose and every time we win, he's going to look like a hero for doing it with seven players or whatever. It doesn't help when you've got a crush on the bench, though, does it? But you make a good point about uh, Kundal. You made it first, to be fair. I've stole it. That's chat. right, mate. Like we, we, we obviously we've obviously heard that um, Bruno really rates him and that he could come in and replace anyone in that midfield. But in a game that you're chasing, when you need something a little bit different, why is he getting zero minutes? Why didn't he start? Mm. Like this is what this is what I don't get. Like he can't he can't rate him that highly. I, I understand why he keeps Dendonka on tube for defending set pieces, as he's as he's mentioned before. But mm. I just don't understand it. it. Was it was a perfect game to maybe blood him in front of a pack, mind you. Full, full. Is it, would it be his full debut? Because I know he's come off I the don't bench. Know. I, I don't know though because he's untested, and if Bruno wants to go and win this game in the FA Cup, I think just to throw him in, you know, all he's had is five or ten minutes in the first team, just to throw him in for the sake mm-hmm. of it. Almost, I had a conversation with someone on Twitter before the game about it. Just to throw him in for the sake of it doesn't achieve anything. And he said, "Well, what you know, when we get injuries, what's going to happen?" I said, "Well, we can worry about it then, can't we?" And he thought that was a stupid take, but I, that, that's what it is, isn't it? You know, yes, we, I've, I've, you know, we've got every right to be concerned and be worried about injuries, but there's no point in panicking about it until they actually sort of happen, as mad as it seems. I think, yes, we could have done with maybe another body for sure in, in centre mid, but Bruno trusts him 
to to do a job, but not not necessarily just to be thrown in at deep end, you know. Because if he started and had an absolute stinker at Norwich, Luke Kundal wouldn't get the blame. Bruno would get the blame blame for that mm. one. So he's got to be very cautious with it. And like you said, with the whole set pieces, I think as mad as it sounds, that that I can't remember what game it was after. Bruno brought that up, and he was, my, you know, the fans are slating me for substitutes. But mm. I've got to think about about ten different elements of the game. I've got to worry about not just can I bring one player off and bring one player on. I noticed mm. when we switched to the back four, bloody hell, if we're going to do that next season, I think we need a couple of centre-halves. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like it was the part in the Red Sea. I couldn't believe it, but there was like, there was like a, a, a real lack of balance as well. Like You mm. play like Cody and Kilman in the five, and they look like they look like Brazilian centre-halves, and you put them in the four, probably more so Kilman. It was like, are these players ever kicked the ball? In the Do life? you remember... You remember the first time Nuno switched to it against Southampton, the exact yeah. same thing happened. The back four were just like, there was such a huge gap, which is weird because Kilman and Cody normally play so fairly close together. Anyhow, you would expect. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they were all over the place. But I noticed Samedo trying to bomb on as well. And yeah. Cody was going mad at him saying, look, there's only four of us now. You're going to have to stick back a little <laughs> bit more. Um, well, I'm, I'm so, glad I'm not the only one who picked up on that though. Because I, I was like, this is, this is like shocking at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, 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 they had a, I think they had a chance from it, didn't they? Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard to. There's a reason we're not playing back uh, back four at the moment, and it's because Bruno hasn't got the players. So I think that's going to be yeah. a, a rarity this season, but anyway. Every centre back as well. You see the difference in like if I was a centre half, I'd be one of playing in a five. Rudiger in a four looked useless last season. Now he's being like Real Madrid, Bayern Munich wanting to play in a three. Do you remember like Soyuncu playing in a three looked unreal. Now in a two, he's horrendous. It's Soyuncu's like, it really helps you out, doesn't it? Like, if, <laughs> yeah, and that. But it does help you out if you're in a three. I remember Paul Merson did a big thing saying if a manager plays a three, it's because he doesn't rate his defenders, which is kind of sad. There is that, but like, someone like Rudiker, he's very good at defending large spaces, which is what you need in the back four. You need mm. centre-halves who can dominate large spaces. I don't think Cody and Kilman can. Kilman, mm. for how big he is, he's not he's not he's not a presence if that makes sense. Like he's a big lump. But I always feel like someone's gonna out jump him or climb or like I don't I don't know what it is even. I don't like... think his positioning's great overall. Even yeah. that big chance Adam Ida had in the first half come from strange positioning from Kilman. Yeah. It was once or twice that he got, got caught out with that. Um so I think that's one of the things. Look, I mean you know, if Bruno wants to switch to it, and it look, it sounds like he wants to do that in the future. I'm sure he's not going to be stupid enough to just start doing it from from the game against Arsenal. You know what I mean? I think no, he, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll do it from next season when he's got a full six week program to get the players yeah. drilled on it. You've got so, to coach that. It's like I know yeah, we've been yeah. critical and rightly so because it was shit, but that can be <laughs> that can be coached. That can be, like I said, over a pre season, get it absolutely mm. drilled in. This is yeah. how you, how you defend that space. But yeah. I also don't think. It, I don't think both of them would play in the back four. Maybe one of them. Thing is with Cody though, like how it's all, it's that age old debate, isn't it? How do you how do you drop him? Do you bite the bullet? He's the club captain. He's you know he's he's now Mister Wolverhampton. Do you do you kind of risk dropping him and upsetting the dressing room fan base, etc., for it to maybe go tits up? Like, nah, he's been he's been classy season. Yeah, I, I'd assume yeah. you're talking about if we switch to a four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a fault. Like he's well, perfect I, I, for the five. There's probably not many know. players in the Premier League who play that. Well, they're in, who played the role as good as him. 
I don't know, like, I think maybe it's just because I'm used to a back three or back five, but I think it just, it sort of just works for us as a club. And yeah. I think you can make it work even better if you've got the players. Another centre mid, imagine a more energetic central midfielder in that team on Saturday, a, a proper number nine other than Jimenez. No disrespect to Silva, because I think, you know, he's, there's something there. But just one or two different additions and, and you're laughing, I think. Yes, we probably still do need another dominant centre half, um, but I don't know. It still it just it still works. It's obvious it can work. You just need the personnel, and we we, we have got the personnel to play that back five. Like it, it's perfect. You've got two offensive wing backs. You've got two outside centre halves who are very comfortable in playing the ball out and bringing the ball out. I mean, Kilman's been excellent at that this season, and then you've got. Cody is positionally fantastic again. Distribution like it, it's the perfect storm, but you take him out of that, and it's it's a different story. If you want to play a back four and you want someone who can you know defend sp big spaces and be comfortable at bringing the ball out, you're probably paying like 60, 70 million for a centre half, and we need probably two of them. So it's gonna. I think eventually you'd want to do it, but then you look through the academy. They all play a five, don't they? Or three or five. Still, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. it's ingrained into the into the club. Like you said, it suits us as a club, but maybe maybe another energetic central midfielder, maybe a, a better number nine. Um there was an article, I think it might have been in the mail, um, after the game, basically saying Silver looked like he's worth three point five million and Jimenez is nowhere near the player that he was. I think those 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 comments are harsh, but even with the Jimenez thing, it's like a I don't think he's nowhere near the player, but I tend to agree he's not the player that he once was. And it's sad, but maybe that's something they they address in the summer. I don't know, but because he's not, he, hasn't, I, he hasn't been the same, has he? I don't think the service is there, though, to yeah. be honest. I don't think the service is there from the wide areas and the service isn't there from the midfield either. And that was that's the same on Saturday as well. Say it again. Dropping a lot deeper as well to link play. Mm. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And for me, that's a sign that your team aren't getting the ball up to you enough. Um, mm. I always, I always think that, and it's frustrating. I don't mean the, you know, I think he's probably still the player with the most goal contributions with goals and assists combined out, yeah. out of all our players. So, yeah, it, it's something there, but overall the service just isn't good enough at the moment. He hasn't missed and a sister, probably... has he? Yeah, you can't think I mean. of like, yeah. Well, there, there was a chance. I think Pedence obviously hit the post. I thought, you yeah. know what, you got, you got him in his air. You're laughing. It's one-one. Um, yeah. And even Silver, you know, in front of goal, I trust Silver. He's just actually getting the ball up to him in and around the box. Mm. Perhaps that's just the eye test, though. Like me saying that, like he's not the player. He perhaps it's it's not that. Perhaps he is. He's perhaps just playing a, a different role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, he's playing a completely different role. He's not. But we don't commit players into the box anyway. Like we, I don't exactly. know what it is. The amount of times that we flashed the ball across the box at the weekend and no one was there. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad cross. Big cross. Because they said the same about Adama, or he's just like smashing it across the area. Like, well, if there's no one there to attack it, it makes two players. There's three or four across. good crosses on Saturday. Yeah. Chiquinho whipped yeah. in two serious balls at some pace, to be fair, but there were one or two across the ground as well that were good pace. Just literally need someone to gamble on it. Mm -hmm. And without upsetting us further, did you see um, Adama smash it across the box in a Barcelona show? That was a, that was a typical Adama Troy Ray cross. <laughs> yeah. <well, wasn't> <laughs> Assist think, straight away. The thing is, though, the thing that pisses me off about like on Twitter, it's he's gone to he's gone to Barcelona 
and he's played in the game against one of the better clubs in the league and he's had a good game. He's got an assist. I didn't watch the whole game, so I can't comment. Oh, it's a shit league. He's rubbish. It's a shit league. But then we'll wax lyrical about Bettinia scoring against Portuguese yeah, yeah. minions. It's like, <laughs> make it make sense. Like, you can't apply that for one one player. And not can't even other. say it's a bad league when they're playing Atleti as well, man. Like It was, yeah, a, it like, was a good one. To be like, fair, Gavi did well. They would spank us. I have no doubt about that. Like, what it was, I've watched the highlights and it was, it's like they'd never seen anything like him. People were just bouncing off him. It, it was very fun. They to couldn't watch, figure but, him out, yeah. could they? Let it, no, you know where... Uh, yeah. um, you know that TV Why is he cutting show inside in, and crossing. That's that what TV is. show in Spain, which is literally oh, a meme. Yeah. TikTok. Mm. Yeah, that that one. There was yeah, a guy yeah. on there absolutely slagging a Dharma off. I mean, I don't speak Spanish. I had it translated, but he uh, he, he was like, he doesn't. He's not even a good dribbler on the ball. I just said like, he's all muscles in there. Something. Yeah, I thought I thought I was listening to me dad for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's and people saying, oh, he he, he was. You know, he didn't want a beer. He, he was a bad egg. And it's all the, the club have basically come out and like said his professionalism was exemplary. So I don't Bruno probably, loved him as well. Yeah, he was probably, yeah. probably happy to stay for them anyway. We'll get into, probably not get into that a bit later. And it's funny though, lads. So we've had four wins on the bounce. And when we've, when we've talked about games, we're like, yeah, decent game. Love that. Like a really good mm. performance. Yeah, we have one loss and it's like half hour segment on where it went wrong wow. and then we do for the rest of the season. That's what I, on the, in the car on the way home, I was thinking the same, like, oh, well, striking options. We haven't got many wingers coming back for a month. It's our most important month of the season. So, so-and-so isn't looking sharp. And you do one loss and you go into this existential crisis where everything's going wrong. But, yeah, one win out of these next two, I think, and we'll be back on the right path. Hmm. Well, let's let's go on to that. Um, we've got Arsenal on Thursday night at 7.45. Um, but before we get into that, more so... Um, we are delighted to announce that we have a new channel partner in Betmate. Uh, you may have seen us announce it on, on Twitter and stuff. I think we announced it on Sunday. But they're our, they're our new official channel partner. So it's essentially a, a social fantasy football betting app that allows you to bet against other people's team selections across most leagues in the world, Premier Leagues on there, La Liga and stuff. Um, but with Betmate, there's, there's always a winner. So entry fees range from like a pound to £10. And ninety percent of that money goes into a prize pot, and like the, the top winners will will win a share of the prize. Um, we're going to be talking about this on the podcast a, a little bit more, and we're going to kind of go head to head with you guys in the Talking Wolves League, which we're really excited about because I know Dave, Finn, and I we all think we know ball, but you're <laughs> probably going to see from like the next few weeks leagues that we absolutely you know jack shit about football. Um, but it's a little bit different on bet, mate. Uh, with traditional fantasy football, you'll have like you know, it's mostly goals and assists that are, are rewarded, but this is a little bit more strategic. So if you're a defender, you get awarded uh, points for tackles and interceptions, um, less so than you would goals and assists. So, for example, if you're a defender, you get a one point for a tackle and six points for a goal, whereas you're a centre forward, you get four points for a goal and two points for a tackle. So it does balance itself out. Um but for this game, there is a free to enter. So all you've got to do is download the app. It's really simple. I always get put off by these kind of apps where it's like you've got to enter, you've got to get your your, your, uh, your driving license out and verify it. Like it literally took like a minute to do. I was well impressed with it. Um, but if you sign up using the link in the description, um, it's free to enter this one, uh, the Wolves Arsenal game. All you've got to do is pick six players uh, and it's your chance to win a share of £200. Um, 
Dave, do you want to talk us through your team first and why you've selected it and why why yeah. it's probably going to fall flat on its arse? <laughs> no, I've gone I've gone pretty level, like half and half Wolves Arsenal split. So I think I've been probably a bit too biased on one or two choices. Yeah. I saw your team and it sort of inspired me to make one or two changes, to be fair, Matt. So I've gone with Saring goal just because I think, Three. you know, he's the man and he keep a clean sheet, you know, the drill. But back to initially I went with Samedo. Um and Tierney, I think. But well, I've changed yeah. that now. I've gone with Kilman and Ben White, mainly because of the tackles. I think uh, that can work. Midfield two of Neves and Erdegaard. Again, tackles. I think Neves and Erdegaard in there for a bit of creativity. And then my front two are Jimenez and Lacazette. Probably the two most likely players to score on each team. But I've gone with Jimenez as my captain. I'd assume it's double points mm. for captain, is it, Matt? Yeah, so for vice captain, it's 1.5 times. And then for captain, oh, it's times two. Okay. So, yeah. mate, I, I toyed with, uh, similar to you, I had jo, uh, Jose Sarr in goal because he's the best on earth. And I think Ramsdale's <laughs> got a bollock in him. Um, he's on my bench, I, Ramsdale. Say again. He's on yeah, my I've bench, got Ramsdale. Ramsdale on the bench, so you can't be that bad. But <laughs> I was like, do I put Samedo in because great at tackles, great at interceptions, or... Uh, do I put Kilman in? So I put Kilman in and put him as vice captain and put Ben Ooh. White in too. So my theory is that Kilman's going to be heavily involved, um, trying to stop those attacks coming coming down down the down the side with Martinelli and uh, Saka playing quite wide. So I put Kilman in as my vice captain. Then in the midfield, I put Saka. Just hope he starts. Nice. Just hope he starts. Yeah. So I think he's a special player. I think on his day he can cause anyone problems. And have Captain Matinho in the middle because Ooh. I think it's going to be one of those games. It's going to be won or lost in the midfield, and I think it's going to be a real combative game. I think there's going to be tackles, interceptions flying in everywhere, and Matinho's in a, a glut of form, mate. He'll score. He'll score, and you're all if laughing at me now. But if I he just, scores, I... I'll double. I'll double your winnings if you win, <laughs> if you get any money. <laughs> and then I've got Jimenez and Lacazette up top, similar to you, Dave. I, I yeah. did want to captain Jimenez, but. He, at the minute, he couldn't have cows ass with a banjo, could he? So, I've I've left that out, but I still think he could get an assist because, as you said earlier, highest goals and assist um, yeah for 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 Wall so far. Then, but Cody on the bench, Pedence and and uh, Martinelli. The good thing yeah. is about this app as well. You know, when you play like uh, fantasy footy on what is it, the Premier League? Yeah, it, it, it the leaderboard updates like throughout the game. It's live and the the, the, the substitutes actually come in during the game. Um, obviously, if your player goes off and you before sixty minutes and your your player comes on, it'll it'll actually show it within your squad. Whereas like the fantasy football one, I think you have to wait like a couple of hours, don't you, for the results oh, to yeah, come yeah, in, yeah. which is a bit okay. of a nightmare. Um, Finn was a little bit late to the party. He only selected his um, in true Finn fashion. He only selected his team just before um, two minutes ago. Who have you gone <laughs> for, mate? Uh, I'm feeling pretty reassured. Saw White. Um, I've gone eight Nori. Copy my actual Ooh. FPL team. Yeah. Um, and then that sort of interceptions uh, stuff has sort of gone out the window from then, looking at what I picked. You did tell me about it all, but I've gone Saka and Pedence in midfield, uh, Captain Jimenez and Martinelli. So, uh, very I went Pedence initially. I've changed it though. Well, yeah, you, you never know, man. You get an assist or goal. You're well, he's a guaranteed really. start, isn't he? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, there's no one yeah, else yeah. to play. Um, yeah, and obviously, I've got to Captain Jimenez because... Um, he's your boy. I'd be hounded. Yeah. So I, I wanted to play Pedence. I've got him on the bench. I was like, 
but then he was a midfielder, and I was like, oh, because mm. that's what he's there. I was like, if he was a forward, I'd definitely put him in there. But because he's a midfielder, I just feel like Get points for Cruyff turns. Points for nutmegs, mate. It'd just be sixteen thousand there. Who do you think? I mean, there's quite a few people who have joined already, haven't they? In in this league, and like I said, it's free to join by using. We slate all their teams. Well, we're gonna we'll have a leaderboard from the from the next pod to see how how people did. Um, But we're probably going to be doing it every like week or couple of weeks anyway. If anyone wants to, if anyone enters, screenshot your teams and send and reply to the podcast tweet at Talking Walls, and we'll have a look and rate your team. Yeah, well, because um, the FPL do that, don't they? They do like a clinic of of teams. Yeah. Well, I don't know why we're talking about. And if they're any it. good, we'll steal your ideas. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> hey, you're not meant to fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we trying to keep that under wraps. But uh, like I said, we're delighted to be working with Bet Mate. Really good uh, top bunch of lads, and um, of course with this. There's still the, the cooling off periods and the and deposit limits within the app if if you if you do need those and of course when when doing this please gamble aware but let's move on to the game itself massive massive game in the grand scheme of things if we beat them I think we can go above them can't we Dave Correct. We can, I think we're only yeah. two points behind them I think yeah yeah so it's I mean and then we play them again in a couple of weeks so if you can get four points out of this it, it may make a massive difference in the landscape come the end of the season when we're 14th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, this month in general is huge, isn't it? You, we're playing t- every single team we play, teams that are, I'm expecting to be in and around us if we want to be serious about European football. It's hard to sort of pinpoint how many points would be a good month for us. Um, look, if we can win every single game again, I think I'd start sculpting a, a statue of a Bruno Large myself. But if we can get nine points nine points out of the pot out of the 15 i think that's good because you've taken nine points off off right off european rivals um you know if we get two wins for argument's sake over arsenal even the four points you mentioned there you know we've got really nice cushion on them then so yeah the end of this month start getting a few players back huang back by the end of the month possibly johnny might be i start to see neto in the squad as well and we've done well we're going to be in a good position in the league and as the squad in general is going to be the, the healthiest, most complete squad that we've seen as a Wolves fan over the sort of last 12 months or so. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember as well, these players aren't going to come back in like tip-top form straight away. Course, it's, going to yeah. take some time, it's going to take some time to bed in, um, which, is, which is a shame really, because I think if we'd have had, especially the likes of Johnny and Neto back, Say Johnny, like I know he's been really good, mm. but like especially Neto back maybe a month, month and a half before, like I, th- I think we'd be in a very, very good place to 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 get that top seven or maybe maybe the Conference League. But we shall see. But Finn, what are you what are your thoughts and feelings for this game? It's, do you reckon it'll be a tough game? Because usually we're all right against Arsenal, don't know. They? they seem to flap it a little bit. Yeah, I was watching um Premier League years of last year today, and we did. We did Chelsea. We've got four points off them. We've got six off Arsenal, didn't we? Um, yeah. And Arsenal this January have had a much more publicised meltdown, I think, than we have on transfers. We didn't really get much of a look in, but all the national media was saying, how did they not bring in X, Y and Z? Win, um, so they, they, literally, I'm sure Dave's heard a lot of it today as well. Um, <laughs> and I, that, what, is it more midfield? They're having a meltdown? About, oh, it's striker as well, isn't it? Striker, they didn't Bamian, bring in so a striker. Got, yeah. yeah, Lacazette, who's got six months left. And Cassie, who's got six months left, so that, that's our only striking options. Um, so 
even though we've got that minor cloud of like transfers and out the FA Cup, they've got got a few clouds over themselves as well. So I'm looking forward to it. I think this is this one and Leicester maybe the ones where we're most likely to get points. So they two home games, didn't they? Oh, mate, yeah. watching watching Leicester yesterday. At least going out on Tuesday and Sunday. Oh, my word. How bad were they? I mean, I don't want to say gash twice, but they they were they were horrendous. I, you know what? Yesterday, over the weekend in general, including Friday, it was the first time in ages I've actually sat down and just watched loads of football. So I watched the United game. Don't know how they didn't smash Borough. Like Ronaldo was so far off it. Uh, Saturday, uh, watched a couple of games, but yesterday, uh, Sunday, I've got the the Liverpool game. I watched, watched the Leicester game, and watched the. Uh, uh, Bournemouth game was good as well with Boreham Wood, so it was it was class weekend of FA Cup action. But Leicester, I don't know what happened with them. But um, uh, who did they lose to now? Forest, obviously, yeah. completely different team to when we played them at the start of the season. Smashed them four 0 at their place. They've beaten Arsenal now. They've smashed Leicester as well. Um, and I think they they got some good players. Jed Spence, who's who's only on loan from Borough. Mm. Um and Brennan Johnson as well. The winger looked really, really good. So they got some good players, and I think they're they're in a position there. If they don't get promoted, they'll they'll have a couple of those players poached. I think. I like my. It sounds it sounds mental. People are going to be saying like this geezer knows absolutely nothing about footy, but I like Keenan Davis. I do over the Villa. Mate, he's he was a, good. He's such a throwback. He's such an archetypal number nine. Like big. Oh, he was. It was the ball. Like, huge, but he's such yeah. a problem. Every time the ball came to him on the bounce, mate, his first touch was ridiculous. Like, he just trapped the ball out of nothing and he just started every single move. Like, and there was a chance he had ball come over, he chested it down and volleyed it and hit the bar. Mm. Um, yeah, he was really good. But welcome He's... back to talking forest. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But you want like, and that Leicester fan who ran on the pitch and decided to throw, throw it. A dig at him, like you've literally picked up probably the bit not the biggest bloke on the pitch, probably the biggest bloke in the stadium. Like he's an wow. absolute monster. Like what what a muppet he was. But yeah, like I said, welcome back to talking florists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is a massive game though against Arsenal. But I think we're feeling more confident about getting a result than perhaps Arsenal. Are oh, would you not agree, Dave? Yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, what, this what's is the Arsenal, consensus man. today on the channels that it's just it's going to be a tough hmm. game or? Yeah, I think so. I think so. The the one guy I just spoke to was adamant Wolves were going to win, but he was just very negative about everything. So I don't know. I think well, it's Tom a Rose tough game. <laughs> All our games have been close to them, haven't they? So you know, at the Emirates we've had close games. I think when we uh, sort of when the season got cut short uh, before, I think we lost them, didn't we, at Molyneux? Um, but last season we had a couple of good games with them. Um, what was that? What was the result at the Emirates? I know, I know we beat them at Molyneux. I know we won. We got the double over, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jimenez kind of like galvanised the performance, and then yeah, yeah. Other, so we got the, double the, over. the game at Molyneux, we were in such a bad run of form, playing terribly. We got two reds, remember? Yeah, thankfully, they were all over as well. There was a chance of an auxiliary left wing back then, then come out and like. Like, yeah, I don't, so, I still don't know why he did that. They still yeah. going about that penalty, don't they? Arsenal fans, yeah. I don't get like why, why they're so arse. It's like, oh, well, like an Arsenal player will get like um, a player who gets sent off against Arsenal. It's like, well, this was a red card. It's like, what, what do you not yeah. understand about the rules? Or a player gets sent off in like Swindon, yeah, Accrington Stanley, and they go, so that was a, a red card. And but, but this was a red one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I don't. I don't get what the if there's any Arsenal fans watching it. The reason why he's been sent off is because different rule. If it, if it had tried to get the ball and absolutely wiped him out, he wouldn't have got sent off. But in the letter of the law, 
He's not attempted to play the ball. So that's why he's been sent off. It's a ridiculous rule. Mm. And when you break it down like that, he's stupid. But unfortunately, I, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. So <laughs> get over it because it ain't going to change anything. <laughs> and that's, that's a, uh, the best case of VAR actually working. Um, then not long after the Arsenal game in London for Arsenal's arch nemesis in Tottenham Hotspur, again, a really, really tough game. But one I think that we can win, Finn. Maybe. I, I, I wish Maybe I shared not. that optimism. Uh, <laughs> prefer not to speak. Yeah. Um, I d- they look good against Brighton. I, there seems to be somehow, despite having those few embarrassing failures in the transfer window, got a few good deals over the line. And I was listening to some Tottenham fans talk earlier and they just, it's worrying because they seem happy um, and they don't normally seem happy. So, I, I, yeah, I, I suppose all fans try to find a positive and got a few good additions in, as I said. I just... I don't know. We've had some good times, haven't we? At Tottenham away in various stadiums. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. Conte scares me as a manager. Well drilled. It's probably going to be a five versus a five. And that hasn't gone down too well this season when we've had that. So less nil. confident. But if you could put some positive points across, that reassure me, please. I'm just hoping that the Norwich game is a blip. I think we'll find out on mm-hmm. Thursday, whether it was or not. Because if you discount the, the FA Cup game, which I'm doing because it's, it's in the cup, mm-hmm. like... I, I, I think we, I think you can beat anyone on our day. From the last, from the last four, well, last three games we played in the league, we've been excellent. Um, but I think Thursday will be the telltale sign as to what where where we can't yeah. where, where we're at. But um, Dave Spurs, reckon yeah. we, can, we can do the business. It's gonna, it's gonna be tough. I mean, obviously, last time we were there uh, with, with the with the fans was an unbelievable game. The last away game before before mm-hmm. the lockdown. Um, but yeah, they're a good team. Like Finn said, looked really decent in the cup as well against Brighton. Um, I don't know. I think we we've done pretty well previously at keeping Harry Kane quiet. I think you keep Son and Kane quiet, and you, you're laughing. Really, the rest of the team isn't isn't fantastic. Um, but you know, Conte's starting to find his feet a little bit now, and they're doing all right. And yeah, that's that's the game. Really, that's the toughest game this month, I would say, at the moment. Yeah. Um, like you said, Finn, the Spurs fans seem happy, but I don't think they do. But that's not aimed at Conte, that's aimed at Levy for the transfer oh, yeah. business missing out on Diash and, and Traore, which I don't know what they're asked about because he didn't want to go anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough game, tough place to go. But imagine how how short the podcast is going to be next time if we go to if we beat Arsenal and beat Spurs. We've <laughs> 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 about 20 minutes. Don't have to yeah. dissect everything. Yeah. Yeah. We're collapsing. Um, Nottingham Forest did well last week as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where, in terms of the, the fixtures in Feb, we've got Arsenal at home, Spurs away, Arsenal away, Leicester at home, oh, West Ham Le- away. Leicester before Arsenal the second yeah. time. So it wasn't in yeah. the title. It was just really Oh, mild. sorry. Yeah. Rank those in in terms of hardest to easiest games or hardest to less hard. Uh thank those in worst fan bases, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll tell you Spurs away toughest, Arsenal away second, West Ham away third, Arsenal home uh, second easiest and Leicester at home easiest. But they're not I'm not saying that is the easiest game. I'm just saying you have it guys Dave Dave has a party yeah. record <laughs> 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 no, I'd say on paper it's probably gonna be the opposite now, isn't it? 
Uh, I'll say on pay. I'd say on paper, they're the games we should get. Some we'll but get Leicester one. probably would be one of our toughest opponents since we got promoted. I think we've picked up very little mm. from them, especially in the last couple of years. All more draws than IKEA with them, really. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what about you, Finn? Yeah, the same. It depends what West Ham turn up. Whether you could swap those two Arsenal and West Ham games in that list, but I don't know. I. It's unfortunate, like with Spurs, that we're facing them. Like they've had no Romero, no Son, and now they've got them. I think Arsenal have got like Party, etc., coming back as well. Um, Leicester definitely the easiest. Would you take like? Would you take two points out of the next two? No, no. Yeah, I think I'll, just because you're taking points off your rivals as well. I think I would. Depends on the last three, Finn. But if we, also if you said rival, so it really yeah. makes sense. <laughs> You're not taking yeah. points of any rivals. You're getting the point of pace. Well, you are, but no. But as in, like, you know, as and they're not gaining any one, one... any space. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather win? No, yeah. That's would you? Would you rather? Would you rather win one and like... lose one, or draw both? But numbers dictate probably win. <laughs> if only there was a fair system to devise who finishable people in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... I, I, I want four points in the next two. Personally, whether we get them or not. Well, Dave reckons we're gonna. We're going to knock everyone for six. So I think we're going to get 15 points, yeah. <laughs> we're going to win the score 15 goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's move on to the questions because conscious of the time. It's been quite a productive podcast. I've enjoyed it so far. Um, starting with Twitter. Thanks for everyone who sent in the questions. I've had quite a few as usual. Andy Willis has asked, do you think Bruno will walk in the summer if he doesn't get back to reasonably by Foson? It's a question that loads of people keep asking, isn't it? And I think I said at the start, I'm sure somebody said it in the summer. If you do, if we don't back him this window, we may as well walk. But I thought you've got a bloke here that at the time hadn't even had any Premier League experience on a pretty, I'm sure, fat contract. I don't know what you know what what he's getting per week. Um, um, but he walks away there from a massive contract. Who's going to appoint him? You know, he's not proved anything in the Premier League. Um, maybe after a season he could do, but in this day and age, he's on a mad contract, a couple of years left on it. He's not going to walk. Oh, it, it very rarely happens, does it? Fit. Because he knows he's not the enemy at the moment. So no, he's yeah. he's, he's like he, it's weird because he's not he's not like a Nuno where he's like straight over to the fans and gives it the fist bumps. A lot of people really right, resonate yeah. with that. Like we all brought into it. Where Bruno's a bit more standoffish. I don't feel like everyone's backing him, but it's not like. There's no real love affair like there was with Nuno. Perhaps that'll change if he wins mm. us a league. But I don't know. Finn, what do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, no, he w- if he if he finishes a European spot with Wolves, his stock will... Ne- obviously, well, he's had one job before, but his stock will never have been higher, will it? So if a tempting offer came in from somewhere that was like, right, we rate what you've done there, we're going to give you an actual transfer budget, and Wolves weren't, then maybe you could see that, but not walking flat out to, I don't know, go and be assistant at... Swansea again or whatever. It's not going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be a fall from grace. But yeah, I don't know. Bruno Wolves, Tony Roberts gets the job full time. <laughs> Something I actually think he'd be a decent gaffer. Maybe not at this level coach. right now, but I actually think he would be a good manager. He'd end up trying to fill someone in every game. Then, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems like yeah. a nutter. Um, she's questioning. I'm not really sure um, what what is actually. It says buy or let Trincao. I mean, let. if you could potentially get anyone to help to buy ice, so it might be something that we could. Why <laughs> if you love him, mean? let him go, maybe. I'd assume let go, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, let... yeah he probably, probably yeah. what he yeah. <laughs> What do you reckon? Do you buy him or do you let him go? 
Or you rent him? <laughs> <laughs> rent him for another season. Not going to help to buy ice uh, with a, yeah. a rent to buy, buy to rent. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. At this point, I, st- I still am completely unsure. I agree with you, Matt, like you said in the previous pods, that I know there's a player in there. Yeah. But I, I know, and again, I know it's not my money, but I would not be comfortable in the club spending 20 plus million on him at the moment. And the, I need yeah, to see more. He's spending 30 million on potential, which yeah. obviously Wolves don't spend Expects anything near him, 35 million pound on potential. We know that we've, yeah. they've never done that. Hmm. What about you, Finn? Yeah, it's tough when, like, the, what are you going to get from him, even if he did hit that potential? Is it worth a 30 million risk to maybe get 50 down the line? It's like, are Wolves playing in that sort of area? I don't think we are. But I think now, with Neto back by March, maybe he's got this month, once he recovers, obviously, with some pretty tough games, you've got like a four-game audition now, basically, because I think it's, it's going to be limited once Neto's back. So I guess at the end of the month, we'll have a, a much clearer thing. And if he hasn't been great, that's probably Neto back in, and then that's probably see you later, let him go. I think it's... Pretty much crunch time for him now. It's no pressure. Mate, if but... you let, let him go, you've got to, you've still got to replace him with someone. Yeah. Yeah, Gwed is on loan. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but he is a future star, everyone. Remember. Which is, is gonna be like star. the new, like, well, when's Gwed signing? We just know it's gonna it's gonna be like Taliska. Yeah. You still have to replace him. Um Paul Wharton has asked, is there any weirder rivalry in football than Norwich Wolves? <laughs> I think the only people that thinks is a rivalry are Norwich fans. You know, very strange. And the best thing is, you know, I, I walked, I was walking past um, the subway or walking through the subway when all this beef happened. Um, it was Norwich fans giving it the big in, saying, like, obviously, Channing, he goes, uh, going down, are we fuck? We're going to win the cup and win the cup and all this. Yeah. And I was like, all right, okay. And there was this one fan goes, I'd rather be, I'd rather stay up and do well in the cup than finish tenth in the Premier League. Kept giving it the big, end. and as soon as Wolves fans started chirping back at them, they all started getting like proper worried and ran off and ran off up the stairs. But there were, I think there was a little scuffle, but nothing too major. And then yeah. them blokes went to the Norwich Press said we we started battering them. Yeah, didn't you knock four yeah. blokes out, Dave? <laughs> no, five. It was oh, five sorry, <laughs> and a little girl. She started and I switched You know, any, anyone can get it, man. Really. I know. Yeah. That, that subway turned many a nice bloke into a. To... No, it was the subway wasn't moving. Like, it was so busy. I just, I just bombed it up there, uptown. We yeah. give you sure, weren't you? Giving it. Uh... Late, late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, be one subway army. As I don't a party. really. I don't really like. It may or may not have happened. I don't particularly care. I don't think weird. it did. I don't think it's, it's as bad as they made out. Like, it's a weird thing to lie about. Like normally you get like clubs lying about actually like laying people out, but. Norwich have lied about being beaten up. Like, I don't, I don't really get it. it look, They're... it may have happened. It may just because someone's not reported it or it's not been captured on CCTV, mm. and the police have even come out and said it's, it's nothing's happened. Something may have happened. We don't know. But I just think it's odd that uh, that seven thousand Norwich fans have come out and said that they've reportedly something happened. Bearing in mind they all come in the same car. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I just honestly, it, it, it baffled me. I mean, it's been quite interesting to kind of sit back and watch it on Twitter. But they're still upset about something that happened 20 plus years ago. That's their issue. So, mum, so me, my mum, and your dad, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark, see the way he's asked if Neves signs a new contract. So, if they offer him one first, 
He's got two and a half years, isn't he? Yeah. Is it still? Is it too? Yeah, I don't think it's 18 months, otherwise we'd still be hearing about it, wouldn't we? Yeah. I, I think it's two and a half years. I, I think they've got to try and pin him down this summer. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a similar situation to the Troy Ray. I don't think he'd make a, as big a deal out of it as Troy Ray has. But not that Troy Ray has, by the way. But I, I don't think yeah. it would drag on as long as Troy Ray. I think Wolves will learn that run his they've got a, with, their best value is going to be 24 months plus left on the contract, isn't it? So... Mm. I think they've got, to, they've got to try and pin him down this summer. But I think that purely depends on whether we get European football. What do you reckon, Finn? I was going to go with the slightly different angle of it. it. depends, like the whole summer transfer window. But I suppose it does depend on Europe as well, Dave. You're right. But well, if we don't get Europe, they've got, they got to say to you, like, Ruben, what can we do to make you stay? It goes hand in hand, though, doesn't it? If we get Europe, you'd like to think that they'd show more ambition in the window. So if, both, yeah. if, you, if you've got both of them, you'll stay. Mm. It's just ambition, in it? Like you saw the quotes recently. I know we probably fall for them too much, and I remember, I remember saying Jota will never leave us. But you see the quotes that he's saying about how he's had his family here and he wants to do it with Wolves. And I think a lot of players would have left before now. He's been pretty patient. I think if I had that ability and the clubs that have been mentioned sniffing around me, I think the draw of our one, well, kids might go to school. It. We've been really lucky with him as well. We've been lucky because I think every Wolves fan expected when we signed him in the Championship that he'd probably be here 12, 18 months and then go. Yeah. And I think that that is... And every... I think as a club, we've been quite lucky with that. I think, you know, we've signed these players at the time, like Matinho, Patricio at the time, like you're thinking, mm. what on earth? Like, how have we managed to sign these? And really, we've only flipped two for a profit, which were Jota and Adama. You know, we've been quite lucky to keep all the others. It's just a shame that we haven't really seen... The, a bit more investment at the moment like over the last couple of years so I think we have been quite lucky in, in the respect to those players that we have we have kept hold of I think if Neves, Neves would have, yeah. if, if Neves would have obviously signed when he did we got promoted and we'd finished 12th I think he may have he may have gone after that but the fact that we've come up got finished 7th Europe's got into away. Europe he spent 3 mm. years there he signed a new deal it's like it's almost like fe- probably the first bloke and probably the last bloke to fall in love with Wolverhampton like he, I mean, most, obviously, like he loves it, and like I said, if mm. I think he'd really come up and finish like twelfth, he wouldn't be that arse. But now it's almost like ingrained in him. So obviously, expected mm. to go in the summer. Now we've said that. <laughs> um, uh, a couple more questions: Are we rooting for Adama's success in uh, in Spain? Now he's abroad. Yeah, if he was in England, no. But I feel it's quite a bit nice sad to... watching it. You know, yeah. he's got so much coverage yeah. on it as well. Mm. And then yeah. cameras in La Liga, by the way. The 8K ones, this. Yeah. Oh. I saw the Danny Alves celebration. I thought it was off FIFA, man. It was strange. <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah, I, I, it sounds like their president is planning on triggering the clause. So 30 million, I think, is a good amount of money for him. So I hope he does well and I hope it gets triggered. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, couple more. Do uh do you think we will continue with Toti Gomez and bring or bring Sais back when he's back? Personally, I think oh, Sais. I think he's a better player. Oh, yeah. He's so Gomez. Done all right. He's been a bit of a you know he's been a bit of a stopgap, but Sais he's taught us to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think Sais as well. I, I do feel sorry for Toti Gomez. He's been all right. Uh, done a job. Played quite well. Pretty hassle free, but. Yeah, probably say Sais if you want to, you know, especially this month against some tough opposition. I'd say Sais. Mm. Um, this one isn't a question, but it says Dave the Goat. Um, Who said that? Um, 
Lib Ferguson, it says. No, oh, so, brilliant. No, so he's Holden, Holden3776 on Instagram. Um, cheers, Holden. Cheers. Um, most handsome player at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Okay. That's one from Tom Parker. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> handsome. Patricio was good back in the day. I'd, I'd say Matinia, man. Yeah, would Neto, isn't it? Yeah, this is Matinho without a beard doesn't do it for me, but yeah, good sort of. Have you seen Matinho back hair. in his Porto days, like when he used to wear glasses? Yeah, he's a good looking boy. No, he wasn't. Oh, oh, right. Oh, when he had like if the you search, I don't know, like back, like when he's casual clothes, he looked like a librarian, man. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Nah, but and I, never, yeah, never would, in the Porto Neto. days was all right. Oh, Neto's, nah. yeah, he's, yeah, he's probably Neto, yeah. isn't it? Oh, mate, I think what I mean. If I was attracted to any, it wouldn't be my type. But I feel like Trinkow would does it does it for quite a few people. No. I think that's it's an option as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Lib and my quite... sister, Lib and my sisters are obsessed with Trinkow and Netta. They're the two. Yeah. It, my one sister's got a weird obsession with Fabio Silva as well. I'm not yeah. sure about Neto's new gingery dyeing of his hair. Preferred it before, but we'll give Pedence it a like, I saw Pedence on Saturday, and I thought like he'd been run sealed. Like he looked like he'd been creosoted. <laughs> Has he been on the beds for like a week? Because probably it looks so. He's got, he's got a ginger tone as well with his hair. Yeah, he? yeah. Like mm. his head looked like looked like a, he looked like the the bus from Heart Attack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Loose Women Wolves Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Is your man cheating on you? Mum, I got Um it's got to that. That's podcast. We didn't have this section where we just talk absolute shit. I know. <laughs> I'm glad it's back. Okay, one more question from Mark Davis. He thinks that our first eleven is better than the first eleven at Arsenal, Spurs, and West Ham. Do you agree? Um, who? West Ham, Arsenal, and Spurs. Spurs. I don't think it's a combined eleven. I think it means individually. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Uh, West uh, West Ham maybe Arsenal maybe I wouldn't say Spurs are. Finn probably take our wing backs over Spurs and that's probably about it maybe never, yeah, definitely never yeah definitely never actually yeah maybe the it's close the with Spurs yeah. it's close it's a draw yeah Sunk, yeah this is strikers at Tippett at Probably have Sar over Larice as well. They're all rubbish, yeah. And get get sold to pick his SPFL team of the year. It's the yeah. Celtic players, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, final question from Mark, the Norwich fan. It says, uh, "Would you be able to ask Dave as a party why he punched my seven-year-old daughter in the face?" <laughs> 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 oh, Dave, <laughs> comments. <laughs> If I speak, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's all. I think that's all for this podcast. Gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've enjoyed this one. Uh, Finn, where can people find you, should they wish? I mean, I've got time for the quiz. But yeah. It... Oh my God, I forgot the quiz. <laughs> Let's do the quiz. Thanks oh. for... <laughs> I prepared this earlier. Finn, you're a lifesaver. You're an absolute oh, lifesaver. Sorry, sorry, chaps. It's going to be a bit of a long one, this. And they've all got homes to go to. It's all right, Kilman, Kilman, Kilman. Thanks for listening, everyone. Five points, Finn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've, I completely forgot about this. I'm so glad you reminded me. Um, this is like a bumper, bumper episode, isn't it? You better, you better all sign up to bet, mate, for this. Um, so. <laughs>
this is from the game on Saturday, chaps. Um, and they're all Wolves players, so it's just, just Wolves players, no Norwich players in, involved in this. Um, same format as usual. I'm going to go with you first, Dave. Who uh, who made the most crosses for Wolves? Crosses? Successful and unsuccessful. Bit of a mix, that was. Um... I'm going to go with 8 Nori. Finn? I'm going to go bald. Chiquinho. Three, I mean, maybe. I'm sorry, he only made two crosses. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was yeah. I think I made three. <laughs> <laughs> the answer was Ryan Aitnuri. Go on, Dave taking an early lead. Go on. How many? How shit Wait. must you be as a party scorer? Points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he got. He, he made five crosses. Ah, he was on no, set pieces, Finn. Remember, so. Oh, good point, yeah. And cut, yeah, yeah. And that also Dave looked at me ref about an hour ago. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Finn, who drew the most fouls to Wolves? So who was fouled the most? Um, Pedent seems to be on the floor a lot, but I can't remember them being given. Um, that dive in the box in the first half mm, is special. He slips. I know, he could have gone round, yeah. Um... <laughs> Can't remember any fouls really in the corners, like the wing backs getting fouled. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Pedence. Dave. That seems the most logical, but at the same time. <laughs> I can remember that one where they like three of them hacked at him in one. That's the only yeah, one. I'm gonna go. I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, four. Totally more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Neves. I'll see someone in the middle. Ooh. So the answer was little Dan. Oh, oh. it just seems so obvious. Dan, 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 Dan. Dan. <laughs> Dan. Um, he was fouled three times. All in that one bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, Dave, as a party. Who committed the most fouls for Wolves at the weekend? Kilman. He's gone straight in. Finn? I like that shout but for the... Content. For the interest of excitement, I'll go Matinho. How how have you both missed this? Think oh. think of how many times the, the ref blew, blew the whistle and you're like, how is Not that? for Fabio. It's Fabio Silva. What? Oh, he got robbed, yeah. to be fair, with a couple of them. He mm. rolled Grant Hanley twice. Mm. There's a rumour about Grant Hanley. If you give it a little Google, you'll find out what it is. But <laughs> it's, it's, quite, it's quite a crude one. Biggest um, tackle in the game? Yeah. <laughs> not, 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 not most tackles, but biggest tackle at Mourinho Saturday was Grant Hanley. <laughs> um, that's the rumour. Um, yeah, Fabio Silva, he committed four fouls. <laughs> what did he say? He said, you forgot I was in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who made... Finn? Back to Finn? Yeah, who made... Uh, my mum and dad. <laughs> Who made the most tackles to regain possession? So the minor tackle, we've won the ball back rather than it going back to them. Yeah. As I explain every single time we do this. Um, who made who made those most tackles to regain possession? Four from Wanderers. Have we had most tackles already? Like just most tackles on its own? 
No. no. Uh, most crosses, most fouls, fouls. Biggest tackle and fouls committed. <laughs> I'll say Neves. Dave? Kilman. I feel like last time it was a defender, wasn't it? You're both wrong. It was Nelson Semedo <laughs> <laughs> with uh, three tackle. Uh, yeah, three tackles. So is it one one? That was impressive. Yeah, <laughs> one one. Um, yeah, one one. It's a decider. Oh. I don't know what I'm going to do if you both get the right side of right answer. We'll take a draw. Toy break. I'm going to have to go for a toy break. So. Chaps to, to take it home, take it all home. Who made the most interceptions? Dave has a party. This will be good for bet mate as well. Mm. It will be. Did you do the one thing? Who will nerves? Finn. Uh, just because they kept trying to play that ball to Eda, I'm going to say Cody. There is a winner. There is a winner. Making the most interception interceptions for Wolverhampton Wanderers on Saturday with three. It was Huben Nevsh. Yeah. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> is that the first one you've won, Dave? No, I won the first one. Yeah, I smashed everyone. Did you? Last time I just had a bit of an off week. Yeah. A bit of an off week. <laughs> <laughs> I had my romantic moment last time. I'm back in the game. I did ask Harry to come on the pod, but he said he couldn't. But I, I did tell him there was a quiz, so that's probably why he didn't want to come on. <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to close the show out now. Thanks for reminding us, Finn. You, you mean you could have not could have done that? I mean, could have saved yourself from your, disaster from, from absolute embarrassment. But Finn, where can people find you? Should they wish? There you go. Never speak up, kids. Um, F I N E double R Z um, on Instagram. Oh God, I forgot what social media, but Instagram. YouTube, Twitter. There we go. That was painless. Waving was a party. Where can people find you? <laughs> uh, Dave has a party. D A V E A double Z O P A R D I on Twitter. M Cooper writes on Twitter. Matt Cooper bites on YouTube. Um, and also, don't forget Betmate game. This before, well, I think it closes at twenty to eight. Um, the prize pool. So make sure you get your your teams in by then really easy and, and, and free to enter this uh, for this round uh, we will have free games as well in the future too and um, for your chance to win a share of 200 pounds and of course play your wit against three absolute footballing dinosaurs in us three um as as usual dave would you like to uh see our see after show and yes people can find and tell them where to like and subscribe and review and all that nonsense yeah well the BetMate link, we'll make sure we leave it at the top of the description as well. So if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or obviously on YouTube, check it out. You can click that link. It'll take you straight to the App Store to download it. Um, and yeah, if you're listening on Apple, be sure to leave us a five-star review. The Spotify one, I've, I've said a couple of times, but I don't know if you can actually do it, so I need to sort that out. But uh, yeah, if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and off us free, you will see us all very, very soon. <laughs>